Adrian, am I yeah. speaking with you? Are, are, are you speaking with me? Am I speaking with you? I think we are talking. We are. And here we are on another week of a bi-coastal edition of the Poem of Pasha, the podcast. Welcome to everyone listening in. I'm Rivi. And I'm Adrian. And we love talking about the Parsha and we love talking about poetry. We do. So um, let's talk about first, let's talk about the Parsha this week because we've got, I don't want to say a departure, but Vayahi lives in a different space, I think. I think. Different emotional space. Let's say that. I think Vayechi is one of the most powerful parshiot, and I hope we don't say that every week, but it is the, at the end of this week's Torah portion, we are going to say chazak, chazak, v'nit chazek. It's and, true, we do. And we each lose a little part of ourselves when we complete Bereshit. <laughs> yes, yes. We, we leave the narrative arc in, in a real way, and it's always a bit sad to me. Well, these are stories that really speak to, you know, all of us. They're very family oriented and there's just something so familiar about them and so relatable. And in yes. this and in this parsha for sure, there's so many re- relatable moments and but we're kind of zeroing in on one specific moment. So I'm just going to remind everyone we in this are. Case, Torah portion, Jacob, our forefather, Yaakov, passes away. Before he passes away, he gives blessings. He gives blessings to Joseph's two sons, and then he gives blessings to all of his children. And when I say the word blessing, well, there's some pieces in there that don't feel like much of a blessing. No. No. When we speak, when Jacob turns to Shimon and Levi, Simon and Levi, he speaks about their anger. And so we thought we would talk a little bit about anger today. Yes, we did. Um, this week's poem, carefully curated poem, is called Sapphics Against Anger. It's by Timothy Steele. Um, Steele is a poet from New England. Um, and and he, I mean, he has, he is a Brandeis alum. Um, he is a... Stanford alum. He's bi-coastal also. Um, and there's, there is a sort of, he, I think, I think Steele speaks to the sort of ordinariness of, of life. And, and though, there's also that sort of rich emotional experience that comes in everyday life. Uh, I think we see this when we look at, 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 the like his fellow moderns like Pound and and William Carlos Williams and Eliot, who like sort of left the the, the traditional verse and went to free verse, and I think Steele very much falls in line with that tradition, and and we have a sort of like elevation of the ordinariness of experience in Steele's work, and really it's a powerful poem, and it does have it does have the word anger in its title, but there's a lot more there. Yes. I wanted to just remind everyone and clarify that when it's time for every child of Jacob to receive a blessing, Shimon and Levi don't get a blessing. Instead, Jacob refers to their anger when they went and they uh, massacred the city of um, Shechem. And 
he says, Arur Apam, curse be their anger. And so we're going to talk about anger. What is its role in, as you said, Adrian, everyday life? It is, I think, I think this poem is going to teach us a little bit about the life of anger. So this is called Sapphics Against Anger by Timothy Steele. Angered, may I be near a glass of water. May my first impulse be to think of silence, its deities. Who are they? Do, in fact, they exist, etc. May I recall what Aristotle says of the subject, to give vent to rage is not to release it, but to be increasingly prone to its incursions. May I imagine being in the inferno, hearing it asked, Virgilio mio, who's that sulking with Achilles over there? Achilles there, and hearing Virgil say, Dante, that fellow at the slightest provocation, slammed phone receivers down and waved his arms like a madman. What Attila did to Europe, what Genghis Khan did to Asia, that poor dope did to his marriage. May I, that is, put learning to good purpose, mindful that melancholy is a sin, though stylish at present. Better than rage is the post-dinner quiet, the sink's warm turbulence, the streaming platters, the suds rehearsing down the drain in spirals in the last rinsing. For what is, after all, the good life, save that conducted thoughtfully, and what is passion, if not the holiest of powers, sustaining only if mastered? And, wow. Here's my question. Yes, I think, I think that poem... I think that poem begs us to take a moment yeah. and sit with it. It is beautiful. And here's my question. Is he in favor of mm -hmm. anger or not? I think, I think it's both and. I think we can be in favor of anger's existence and yet be against anger's destructive consequence. Exactly. When they happen. Exactly. And that's what Yaakov is saying. Yaakov says yes. to Shimon, Clay Hamas Maharatam, your weapons of violence, the Sodam Al Tavonafshi, I don't want to get involved with you and your violence. And and your your anger killed people. Mm -hmm. and, and then Arur Apam, your anger should be cursed. Now, mm. you know, an interesting question is why did Yaakov wait until now to rebuke? Shimon and Levi for their anger because at the time and at the incident he didn't really rebuke them he just said dudes you're getting us in trouble now dudes um and and the people aren't going to like us but he didn't say hey anger is bad you shouldn't have killed those people this poem though Timothy Steele's poem invokes a number of very violent people mm-hmm mm-hmm well you know like I think I've said before we can't meet heat with heat Right. So in the moment of anger, meeting anger with more anger, that doesn't do anything like that. Just you're just ask, like that's just taking gasoline and throwing it on a fire. And he I think I think Yaakov is wise enough to not do that. Right. Like he waits until after the fact he waits until there's a moment of calm, even a moment of of peace. And, and then he's like, hold up. You know which stanza I really am drawn to? I'm going to tell you. How about that, Adrian? Yeah, of course you are. Yes. <laughs> well, as I, I was saying, do I get out, to this? And I don't remember if I pointed it out yet this year. I love to look at the center of a poem. And yes. 
this poem has seven short four line stanzas. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some, a quatrain, am I showing off here? And mm. um, in that middle one, he seems to do the transition from yes. listing famous violent people. Mm -hmm. Achilles, and as told, as their stories told by Virgil, Dante, the stories that he has told, Attila. But then in this paragraph four, he says, that fellow at the slightest provocation slammed phone receivers down and waved his arms like a madman. What Attila did to Europe, what Genghis Khan did, and then to Asia. And so to me, it, that poor dope did to his marriage, meaning you and I were the simple humans and... We're not going out to fight these big battles, but anger presents itself as well to us when we slam that phone down. I mean, never in my life mm -hmm. have I ever slammed a phone no, down. No, never, never, never. never. Um, and the dope did to his marriage. And so I think he's really moving us to connect to the big anger of world famous people and the, sure. little, and the little anger in our each of our own lives. Sure. Sure, you know, absolutely. The, the big anger of Shimon and Lazy has to be part of what Yaakov speaks about as he leaves this world to tell each of us, Aurora Apam, anger is cursed. Yes, right? yes. That, that your little anger has the same potential as big anger. And we are, we are tasked with not becoming these destructive forces. Okay, now talk to me and explain the title. Mm -hmm. Sapphics Against Anger? Um, well, well, when he says sapphics, so, does he mean people from, does he mean Sappho? Does he mean the island? Does he mean the poetry that was written by them? What is he talking about? Um, I think, I think. <sighs> We're good. I know, I'm. <laughs> um, you know, well, I don't know. I'm drawn back to Sappho, the poet. Yes, that's um, what I'm saying. And whom, whom we don't know because we've only found fragments of their work. Um, but the sapphics, the, the sapphic, the sapphic poems or poets who write in sapphic form were, yeah. um, it's a, it is, it is thinking through the form and the use of language in the, this particular meter. Um, really saying, here's a poem, poets, you know, against anger, um, which kind of makes me feel like yes, it's and, like and a slogan. Like strict, like, yes, like strict, the strict meter of the sapphic works is sort of what I'm thinking of. It's lots of stops and starts and lots of... Um, lots of play with intonation and inflection within the line itself. So there, and the sapphics also present, present like, like you mentioned in that middle stanza, the quick turn of the poet, right? Like we've got these enormous um, destructive forces, these sort of forces that live in the imagination of many of us. And then there's that quick turn and suddenly we're, we're left in, with the sort of destructive forces that is an anger, that is a, a fight at the dinner table or a fight over the telephone, right? Like an argument, a heated argument between two very ordinary people. And so I think 
I think when we're looking at the Sabbath, we're looking at the way that Steele presents the, the emotional life of imagination and its potential. Oh, that's really beautiful. You know, here's something that maybe we should read out loud at dinner table every night. Are you ready? Better, yes. than, better than rage is the post-dinner quiet, the sinks, warm turbulence, the streaming ladders, mm. the suds rehearsing down the drain in spirals in the last rinsing. You know, isn't that what we all want? And then we want the good life to sit to be quiet, if not the holiest of powers, sustaining only if mastered. Meaning, don't we all want that kind of beautiful life? Why would we choose anger? Um, but that said, anger is part of being human. And yes, I decided to take, I'm really interested in what makes people angry and how do we deal with it? And I looked some things up. Yes. Yes, you did. I did. And listeners, I hope you know, I got many, many emails about this week and even a PowerPoint. <laughs> so I have a I, PowerPoint on anger, people. Yes. We should all have a PowerPoint on anger, frankly. Yeah. We all need, we all need some sort of reminder as to the power of anger and what, what its purpose is and what it feels like and also a reminder of what to how to manage it in a safe way right how to manage it and, in a thoughtful way so a couple of things anger is a natural response to perceived threats that's of course that's an interesting one um anger is a basic human emotion and mm -hmm. one um one that i really like that i don't know if i have it in the powerpoint is something i read once in a book by miriam adahan which is anger comes from pain yes yes i am a firm believer that anger comes from pain and so here we go oh yeah here it is there's another i've got another quote where there is anger there is always pain underneath and so mm -hmm. I think one of the most important things when anger presents is for a person who's experiencing someone else's anger is to look at them with empathy and say, where's this coming from? Not mm -hmm. just, and the worst thing is to respond in anger. People don't respond in anger to anger. No, that, no. don't meet heat with heat. There's only one screaming human being in the room at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> Um, always I'm wondering I don't want to keep throwing questions at you Adrian but I am wondering no. I'm wondering about yes. I'm wondering about that last stanza can you read it and yes. please give us a perouche a commentary on it of course so this is the last stanza for what is after all the good life save that conducted thoughtfully and what is passion if not the holiest of powers the staining only if mastered so let's take it line by line. For what is, after all, the good life? Save that conducted thoughtfully. So he's saying, listen, if you're going to live a good life, whatever that capital G, capital L means to you, you're going to be thoughtful in, in all of your choices. And what is passion, if not the holiest of powers? So I think anger, passion and anger can look the same. I think passion and anger, passion and anger can have a similar sort of visceral bodily root in us, but sustaining only if mastered, you can only sustain 
you can only you can only live with those feelings if you have carefully mastered how to manage them and use them for good right like that's what i i have a child who is prone to passion shall we say and we spend a lot of time discussing about using our powers for good that passion and big the big feelings and expressing our big feelings is normal and that our job as humans is to use that passion to do good things, not to do destructive things. And I think that's what Steele is telling us here. Like, listen, you are going to feel anger and you are going to feel passion and you are going to feel these really powerful, potentially destructive emotions. And our task as human beings is to use them in good ways. I think that, thank you. I think that is where he's helping us land. And you know, not that this is a therapy podcast. This is a poem the no. po- uh, podcast. Yes. It's also, you know, there's a slide on this PowerPoint, making sure it still has a P, that I think is a really cool picture that maybe we should all hang in our kitchens. It's called the anger iceberg. And that, yes. you know, the whole deal with an iceberg is you just see the top, the tip of the iceberg. A teeny, teeny, tiny top. And underneath it is so much stuff. And so in this beautiful drawing it's called the anger iceberg the angers is the top but lurking beneath the surface friends there's embarrassment and fear and jealousy and regret and guilt and insecurity and helplessness and feeling rejected all of those things are below the surface because it's easier to be angry than to make yourself vulnerable and say i'm feeling scared I'm feeling upset. And so, yes, it's a really, and so Timothy Steele is really almost building that iceberg for us. He's telling us what anger is really about. Now, I want to look yes. it back to the Parsha. You know, yes, please do. Parsha, I was just thinking about that. So Shimon and Levi are being told by their father, Jacob, that basically you're not getting a bracha. I am rebuking you for your anger. Now, their anger was absolutely of a passionate type. Their their uh, sister had been, I'm going to say the word violated, very biblical. Their sister had been violated, mm-hmm. been kidnapped, had been raped. And they are full of anger. Now, I think in some societies, this is called an honor killing. And, yes. uh, you know, as you recall, they tricked the whole city into having circumcisions, the males, and then they, at their most weakest moment, they killed them all on the third day. Now, here's my question. Were Shimon mm-hmm. and Levi, had, did they have steady anger for all of those days? I mean, how do you sustain that level of anger? I think that the anger may start the ball rolling, but what you do with it is what pushes it down the hill. Whoa. And so they may have acted in anger initially, and then once the rock started rolling, they couldn't stop it. Yeah. And, you know, this incident, of course, is the subject of the book, The Red Tent. Not my most yes. favorite approach to the incident, but it's, a, it's an interesting radical approach where... Sure. Anita Diamond basically is not seeing it through the lens of Shimon and Levy of these people who are trying to wreak havoc and revenge on the town, but rather, hey, that's not what Dina wanted. And it's clear mm-hmm. that it's not what Yaakov wanted, you know, because that no. anger led to great bloodshed. 
Yes. And I don't, I think that was, I think as we look at, at these particular sukkim, we sense that. We sense that this, like, he's like, listen, you did something really destructive in that, in that anger. And then you didn't stop it. Like you couldn't stop it. Right. Like it, you weren't jumping in front of that rock, were you? And, um, now, with, with, no, but what's really interesting, I was reading a piece by Rabbi Aaron Lichtenstein about the Parsha, and he, you know, talks about how the Ramban, Nachmanides, said that Shimon mm-hmm. and Levi acted unethically, that there is no yeah. defense for what they did, even though Maimonides says, you know, they judged the residents and they decided that, you know, the law demanded that they be killed. Now, um, but again, Rabbi Lichtenstein also asked the question, why is this the moment for the feedback? Wasn't the fee- why wasn't the feedback given before? Why is it on the deathbed when other brothers are getting their blessings? Instead, they're kind of there and they get this very harsh pronouncement from their father. And I was actually thinking about this a lot. Why did Yaakov wait? And I'm thinking because now it's center stage. These, mm, these, mm-hmm. the, if, if the anger would have been handled then, especially written in the Torah then, okay, it's part of the incident. But putting it center stage here, giving every single child a legacy, a blessing, a mandate, a mission, a vision statement, you're going to be the king, you're going to, you know, all of these wonderful things. He turns to them and says, no, Aurora Pah, you are your anger is cursed. And that's the big lesson to, to all of us. Anger is to be cursed. Yes. Yes, I absolutely agree. A hundred percent. And I really appreciate that steel sort of holds up holds up a, a lens to this Parsha for us and says, like, listen, even you in your little ordinary life have the potential for this kind of destruction. Oh my god, that's Take your anger and use it wisely or it will be cursed it will be your undoing i think that is thank you that was so beautifully put and and this line you know that poor dope did to his marriage now you know you would you would think to yourself is that poetry that is poetry and this absolutely it is that is poetry and what we all really want at the end of the day is to watch the suds go down the sink and have a good life and for that Here's the big takeaway, team. Write this down. Anger, not part of the good life. No, absolutely not. Thank you all, listeners, as always. And we wish you a Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Chazak, chazak, v'nit chazek. V'nit chazek.